1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a
1: million orders stage. No matter what
0: stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher here, and Jeff, since we last recorded, Phillies lose five in a row, win three in a row. What the heck is going on? Yeah,
0: I remember our last conversation about the upcoming trip, right? I had said I would be all right with four and four, five and three would be ideal, um, three and five I wasn't going to be thrilled about. So I'm not thrilled, but man, you know, they blew that last one against the Dodgers, obviously Craig Kimball and the the four-run bottom of the ninth, that, that's kind of a swing game. If, if things had gone a little differently with that game, Frank, I think. Just that one game, right? Then we might be looking at that that series that the uh, their cluster there differently. But it does illustrate that they have been inconsistent in the pen at times, and obviously inconsistent in the starting rotation, and, and even hitting. You know, they're they're still not really clicking. It's nice to see Castellanos hitting well. Nice to see Bryce Harper come back. That was a big part of it, and it was nice to see them rebound from that dismal series against LA, and you know, take two uh from from uh from boston there that that was good but or toronto i mean i'm sorry um yeah. yeah but obviously i do agree that they're sort of lacking their identity now kind of the same way they were at this time last year there there are some similarities to last year that are that are bothersome but i'm still a little bit i'm not
1: panicked yeah you used the word cluster a moment ago that that Dodger series was a cluster, something or another, but yeah, oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, but it was just, you know, if they, they didn't pull out that third game, but the first two were just ugly, like all around ugly. Like, like, was it Cody Clemens pitching on back to back nights? You <laughs> know, I joked, it's like, well, your name's Clemens, go pitch, right? <laughs> was, but, but it was, uh, that, that was, that was pretty bad. And I think, I think you saw in that series now, now just to sort of get into that a little bit. Now, Matt Strom, of course, now in the bullpen, we'll talk rotation in a minute, but, it feels like the games that he got pulled early when he gave up a few runs, that's when the bullpen implodes because you go to mm-hmm. that back end of that bullpen. But uh, but even that day, you know, you saw uh, Gregory Soto has been very very good, have a bad game. Right. Uh, by the way, I I I he mentioned Craig Kimbrel. I don't know who he is yet. I mean, he was throwing 99 yesterday and looking, looking lights out, but, uh, but he's had a few bumps. So
0: yeah, he's had a sort of an enigma, which he's actually been for the last few years, (laughs) sort of hot and cold. So I guess we should have expected that.
1: And that's what he was with the Dodgers last year too. You know, he was either really on or really off. In fact, he was off for a while. He just sort of went away in Dodgers land along the way, but uh, Phillies have to, Phillies have to rely on him a little bit more, perhaps. Uh, So well, there's there's lots to talk about. So, why don't we why don't we just uh, start by talking about that starting rotation because we, we it came up a few times. A Few things to talk about here. You know, I, I saw a lot of people concerned about pitch velocity. Now, this is this is a question. I think it's kind of a big picture question. Now, Nola and Wheeler were the ones that got people's attention. Now, now Nola's last start, he seemed to be up in his game a little bit, but mm-hmm. April thirtieth. If you've been following along, Alex Coffey wrote a nice piece in the Philadelphia Inquirer where she pointed out that his top velocity in his last start, Nolas, was a tick lower than his average velocity for all of 22. Mm-hmm. So clearly, he's taking his time to amp up. Zach Wheeler taking his time to amp up. So there's two things that we that that might be at play here. The one is as Chad Durbin was talking to you know to us about a few weeks ago uh this area world series hangover right you know we said it a bunch right you you, you play you pitched until november well then you take your time off and then by the time you pick up the ball it's later than usual blah 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 right. that would be the one thing but uh scott Lauber had an interesting piece the other day on pitch velocity and era around the league everybody all starting pitchers around the league have a higher era right now than they did this time last year and what has changed since last year pitch clock Absolutely. So is this, Jeff? Pitchers trying to figure out a new routine. Now, Aaron Nola, someone who is typically slow to work, right? Yeah, it's this almost a...
0: like two forces colliding there. You know, you have Aaron Nola and his typical slow starts um, versus the, or combined with the pitch clock, which seems to impact guys who take their time, obviously, a little bit more. You've heard Max Scherzer speak out he's having a a tough time and you know whether that's injury related or or just pitch clock related as well so it it hasn't really surprised me that aaron's also seeing some some difficulties there
1: yeah but it's not just him right Right, i mean right and we're seeing we're seeing zach wheeler as well uh Mm -hmm. you know kind of kind of amping up there you know we'll see what he's got tonight so of course we're recording this on thursday so it's uh it's it's uh now time for wheeler to pitch but, mm-hmm. uh, but nola Nola seemed to be vintage Nola in his last start
0: he did, and I, you know we we talked about this last pot. I'm really trying to get this team through April and then early May get the weather to get warmer. It was pretty cold here at the start of the month now, granted, they were on the on the road against l a and Boston uh so that, that doesn't count as much, although I'm not sure I think the weather is pretty crisp in Boston as well let let it get warmer. We know I know that that sounds ridiculous but it really is a thing for pitchers getting loose getting stretched out for batters same way I mean Kyle Schwarber everybody's upset about Kyle Schwarber go look at his numbers from last year in April and May he was under .210 batting average for not just April but also May and his on-base percentage too and I know we'll get to the batting in a second I'm just making a point here is that I expected from the start, even coming off of the World Series, or especially coming off the World Series, that the Phillies were going to be a little bit slower than we wanted to out of the box for these reasons, for also not having Bryce Harper for the first four weeks. It's amazing he's back already. Uh, and just the history of their best players. That's It's just what it's been.
1: And by the way, I accidentally misspoke. I mentioned Wheeler tonight, but Wheeler pitched – Last game. So my point I really want to make though is to, to kind of give you some some hope. Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jays are a pretty good team. I don't know if people realize that, right? Yeah. So, but the Phillies threw Nola and Wheeler against a really good team, and guess what? They won both games. I mean, so that this 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 kind of reminds you that you know the Phillies kind of their 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 thing last year was they get into the playoffs and then the two of them sort of lead the charge against some good teams. And, and mm-hmm. I, th- I think seeing what you saw in those two games against the, the blue Jays. Yeah. The Phillies didn't score a lot of runs in the second game, right? That was that walk off in extra innings. Right. So, uh but the pitching stepped up. <laughs> and so that, I think that's, you know, they always say pitching and defense wins. Right. So right. you're starting to get that. I think now, uh, so, so while we're talking about the rotation, it's about to get a boost because Ranger Suárez is coming back this weekend. So mm-hmm. that will be a much, much, much needed improvement <laughs> for the starting rotation. Well, I would say that, but then, uh, I I thought Matt Strom was pretty good looking. Uh, and, and actually, I I had kind of advocated for him to stick around in the rotation. Now, one thing I heard that that made me think, oh yeah, I guess that's right. Is that someone pointed out that basically he's already at half the innings he pitched all of last year. Wow. I'm like, oh, and, yeah. So it's like, that. okay, yeah. so that happened kind of fast. So I guess, I guess that makes sense, but you know, Matt Strom right now in the bullpen, now that we know why Jose Alvarado didn't pitch on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, that they has got a little, it sounds like it's a nagging injury, not more than something serious, not good wood, right. but they're going to need Matt Strom back there. And then you have Ranger Suarez in the rotation that that covers Strom. Now that that does still leave the Phillies a little bit exposed in the fifth starter spot. Bailey Falter still hasn't really wowed anybody, uh, but it looks like the Phillies could be looking at changing things up there, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, and and Walker, I thought it was important for him to respond in his last outing before you know after getting lit up against um, what was it the Dodgers really got to him right, but he responded well in the outing after that. And I think Ranger coming back and I don't know what to expect for his first start or two, you know. I imagine just like the others we're going to have to live through some maybe only getting 3 to 5 innings out of them. Maybe the little, well, his velocity isn't isn't his calling card anyway, so that's not big of a deal. But for a pitcher like him, if he's 2 or 3 ticks below his normal velocity, that's scary because that that's very hittable. So I, we have to be patient with Ranger in the first few starts, but let, again I look to June and hope that everybody's kind of hitting their stride back to normal and that when we're talking about this team we're talking about maybe an occasional blow up but a little bit a lot more consistency out of the arms which has a trickle down impact on the pen
1: now the Suarez I feel like they 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 kind of recalled him quicker than they originally intended because they said oh yeah we're going to stretch him out in the minor leagues well he's made three rehab starts and pitched a total of 9 innings right Oof. so so that's that's really not kind of what they said they were going to do, right? So right. Uh, his last start against Triple A Syracuse, uh, five innings, and so um, that that was a, I guess that's enough. That's but,
0: pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, what?
1: But before that, he's only had two two starts of two innings each. So, uh, so May seventh was his last start. So he's going to get a start this weekend, in uh, in Colorado. But uh, I think they would have liked to have given him one more start if possible. But it seems like they they need him.
0: Yeah, although you know you never want to get your first start of the year in Colorado in May, April or May. <laughs> so
1: that not
0: exactly setting him up for success there. But if you, I would imagine you're trying to get three to four innings out of him tops.
1: And problem with the, these minor league outings, and I kind of said this on the radio the other day. It, it's not so much the number of pitches you throw but it's the up and down you know that they, they put a lot of weight in warming up for an inning pitching the inning sitting right. down getting back up the next day. so he did do that through five times but what we saw too with him and someone else i'll mention in a moment um the the <laughs> the, the minor leagues are just blowing through the batters so mm-hmm. they're, they're not really throwing a lot of pitches so Ranger Suarez for you know how many pitches he needed for those five innings um what like uh 60 48 oh are you kidding me yeah oh my god so you you got a question you know like uh i was was, all right so i'll talk about the next guy in a moment that i think that they're grooming to 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 replace bailey falter but uh 48 pitches in five innings so he's just blowing through triple a batter so I, i i don't know if it was that they just figured well there's no point in having him do this here because right. no one's no one's uh, connecting with with his, with his pitches. That's
0: incredible because again he's not a guy who throws 99 or anything right. Like that. So he, uh, wow, that's that's impressive.
1: I right. mean, even for AAA, like he's totally over. He totally overmatched the, the Syracuse Mets. So uh, <laughs> now the other guy I was going to talk about is uh, that I think is going to replace Bailey Falter shortly. That's actually Nick Nelson. Uh, Nick Nelson is uh, he, he started the year on the IL. And he was uh sent you know sent for his rehab assignment, but when it was up, the Phillies actually did not call him up. they actually left him in the mind they well they quote unquote demoted him to to reading, but there really uh-huh. wasn't a demotion because they were looking for places for him to keep starting right and so he pitched a, he started a game after he was activated at double a reading, and uh from there he was sent to triple a so it's almost like they're stretching him out to perhaps replace falter. I mean, he's, he might be the one in, internal option because, you know, uh, I mean, you know what Nick Nelson could be as your sort of long man in the bullpen, but mm-hmm. uh, but this, this is, this would be a new, new experience for him. But do you think it's worth giving him a shot over Bailey falter?
0: You know, I don't, I don't know. I know falter has got an ERA. He's Owen six. So that looks ugly. He has an ERA close to six. That yeah. looks ugly. I'd have to go. I thought he had like two blow up games that influenced the the um, you know the ERA to be that high. I, I, but if you're asking me if I think Nick Nelson's going to come in and do that much better of a job, I where's the resume for that? You know, like what you know, what I'm saying. At least I've seen Bailey Falter settle into his role and pitch well at times. And Nick Nelson, I, I don't know. That's to me is sort of like rearranging the furniture on the Titanic. You know, I like I, not not I don't mean to call the Phillies a sinking ship. I'm just talking about that one starter in the in the the rotation. Are you really making yourself better and plus you're taking a left-hander out? What are you going to do with Bailey Falter? Are you going to move him to the pen? If you think I think, I, the... think
1: to, I think he would be demoted in that That's case. what I would
0: think too. I don't know. I'm not ready to give up on Bailey Falter. I think that he just needs a little more time like everybody.
1: So May May 3rd was when Nick Nelson's rehab uh assignment ended and he was optioned uh so that means by May 18th he's he's eligible to 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 join the Phillies so he might get one more start but they're skipping over falter this weekend so they don't seem to want to pitch falter now nick nelson in his his minor league games he's he's kind of had a similar thing where he's his last two starts he's thrown five innings mm-hmm. right he's not really given up a lot of runs so he gave up one run in each i think it was one run in each start but uh but you're seeing here that like Nick Nelson he threw 59 pitches to get through five innings. So um that was uh, that was with Redding on the 7. So his next start will will come for the Iron Pigs probably this weekend, which would sort of line him up to replace Falter next time and they're, they're skipping Falter. Mm-hmm. The next time through, they could replace him with Nick Nelson if they wanted. I mean, just Seems like I they're just going don't, that way.
0: Like, what am I missing here? He has four career starts. I mean, Bailey Falter has more starts this year than Nick Nelson has in his entire career. What What is the incentive to get Nick Nelson in the starting rotation? He has a career ERA over five. I, you know, he he was in forty seven games last year for the Phillies. He did all right. He had a four eight five ERA. I got. I, I'm. I'm sort of baffled by by why Nick, what the organization sees, and and why they think this is a better solution.
1: Um, I I don't know. It just seems is like it that's just what like the... uh,
0: we, it can't be worse. I mean, I I don't know.
1: I guess. I mean, it seems like that's what where they're going with this. I mean, why yeah, would... I get
0: it. I'm on the signs point that way. I just I'm not quite sure I understand why.
1: No, they must, they must not think highly of Falter. <laughs> That's okay. But, you know, you need either way, you need somebody at AAA you can grab for a spot start. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. which is why if you're not going to, if you're going to pull the plug on Falter as a starter, he's got to go down to AAA, in my, in my opinion. So, uh, but we'll see, we'll see where they go. The, the schedule, they've had a lot of off days. So it's allowed them to, to, uh, jump over Falter this weekend to, to go to, uh, the, the end insert Suarez. So, Taiwan Walker, Ranger Suarez—they'll uh, be the ones who start off the series, and then you go back to Aaron Nola on Sunday, Zach Wheeler Tuesday, uh, Monday. Excuse me, there's not enough. Is there an off day there Monday? I can't remember. Uh, maybe uh, I'm Tuesday, getting, so you, uh,
0: no, 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 no. Thursday. Yeah, next there, week. yeah,
1: yeah. There's no off day Monday, so I, I'm just getting used to these uh, Mondays and Thursdays off every week, you know. So. <laughs> but
0: again, like look at all right. So Billy Falter did not. Pitched great against Houston. He allowed, uh you know, eight hits and four and a third, four runs. Not great, but before that, three earned runs and six innings against Seattle. Okay, you'll take that from your with seven strikeouts. Yeah. You'll take that from your first starts. Before that, the White Sox, seven innings, three earned runs, three walks, three hits. You'll take that. So two out of his last three starts have been pretty good. He went to before you know in April. Obviously, he this is the what I was talking about. He got lit up by Cincinnati. Five mm-hmm. runs in four and two thirds. Okay, Cincinnati, big ball, a little ballpark. People hit the ball out there. I just and then before that, though, one run in five innings at home against Cincinnati. I I don't think he's been that bad. He's just had two two starts that um, have not gone well and that have influenced his ERA.
1: Well, well, uh, you know. Who knows and what then the, the Boston, are seeing I forgot the in Boston. It, though, I right? Just, I mean it's not I'm always sorry. about the numbers. What's
0: that? Yeah, I forgot about the Boston start. I, I yeah. That, that was that was great. his last start. That was not good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, we'll see. They might be gearing up for that. But Ranger Suarez is back, so that's good. So uh mm-hmm. and you and Taiwan Walker, as you said, looked a little promising last time. So you got you gotta wonder, he had that little forearm tightness uh you know that could have thrown him off his game for i thought like, he
0: was injured in that game against the dodgers i thought yeah. the next day they were going to say he's going on the il or he's getting an mri because he just looked like he was laboring it looked like he wasn't right I, I don't know if it was his facial expressions or grimacing but something his, his whole delivery I, I don't know what went on but he responded well the next start so i guess he was okay
1: yeah and that was the seattle start the one before that those were his, those were really his two bad starts the the one in seattle the one with the one uh excuse me one against seattle the one in la and, uh, if he got past that against Boston, six, six innings, three, you know, uh, three hits allowed, one earned mm-hmm. run. Um, if, if that means he's over that issue, then, then that could be, that could be, <laughs> that could be very, very helpful. So, so things, things seem to be coming along there. All right. Now let's talk batting order. So, uh, I, I forget if it was on here, or I never remember what I say here or if I said on the radio, uh, but I was sort of asked about the, the talking about the lineup, He's kinda of gone with the lineup that I that I hope to see, which which is really one through six. Stott, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, Real Muto. That uh, seems to be where it's gonna stay for a little bit, uh, if uh at least it has for a couple days. Uh but what do you think of that? So they've they've given Stott the leadoff spot, even though he's cooled from his his uh you know opening of the season. Uh what do you think of that lineup?
0: Well, it's funny that we're doing the podcast now. If we had done this three or four days ago, mm-hmm. I would have been a lot, and I think you would have too, we would have been a little bit more frustrated because it seemed like they were tinkering. With, I, I didn't like Stott batting fifth. I didn't love Schwarber going back to lead off. And listen, I've been a, a proponent of Schwarber in the first three, right? But I'm not against him not being in the first three. And the way he's been hitting so far, which, by the way, is almost identical to how his season started last year, and I think even the year before, um, he really doesn't deserve to be right now in the top three. So I felt like they were, I felt like their rationale was, we're going to put Schwarber at leadoff because that's where historically he does best. And even though he's struggling now, going back to leadoff is going to help him. But I didn't think it would, and it didn't. And it seemed like they, they recognized that pretty quickly and switched things around. And I didn't like Bryson Stott, batting I wouldn't have him batting fifth
1: yeah
0: I mean we we mentioned like when he's leading off he sees a lot of pitches he fouls off a lot of pitches nice natural smooth swing it allows you to go lefty lead off righty with Trey Turner lefty with Bryce Harper um, right-hander then with Castellanos who deserves to be the cleanup cleanup hitter at this moment and it pushes good hitters like Brandon Marsh at the moment and JT Riamoto further down in line it makes you more potent five six seven eight especially when you get Schwarber down down there so if that's you're right over the last few days and then now they're back on the winning track it seems like they've they're going back to a lineup that makes to me a lot more sense and i hope that they stick with that and is bryce harper the only ball player that you can think of and know of who doesn't have to do rehab stints i mean is this <laughs> not amazing that they're just like eh? Throw him in the lineup. What's what's like three days or four days down in Reading? Well, be? you remember
1: what happened last year? Is like yeah. he went to AAA and it was just just annihilating the minor league pitching. They're like, all right, well, this it's is like pointless. The, it's
0: like useless. Like just put him in. <laughs> I yeah, expected but... him to struggle. Actually, I mean, I guess I I was wrong. He's done all right so far. Done pretty good, but I don't know. It's kind of strange that. You know, timing is important in baseball, and <laughs> they just they just throw him back in after a major surgery. I, I that that really is like mind boggling to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, already hitting 321 in his first uh, 28 at bats. I mean, yeah. small small sample size. You know, we haven't seen a lot of his power come yet, but you know no. if he's making if he's making contact, it's you're going to see more and more of that, right? But
0: yeah, and he's going to left field. He's fouling off a lot of good pitches. He he looks like he's pretty locked in there and dialed in, like the normal Bryce Harper.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I just I don't know maybe it's just me. I'm just like paranoid you know watching him run that something's going to happen to that elbow, you know? Like it, <laughs> it it still seems like too good to be true that he could be back this fast. It's like something's something can't be right, you know, but uh but uh but yeah, he's he's in the DH spot every day. I still don't really know then. I mean, obviously he blew away the the timeline on returning period, but mm-hmm. got to wonder when he's going to take the field next for <laughs> but well
0: yeah and mccarthy said and i, I i'm going to assume this came from the organization right that the plan is to get him at first base when he's ready to play the field which you and i were not a fan of but if it's best for the lineup if they can keep him injury free and it's 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 a high maintenance position because you always have to know where you're at you have a lot of work to do but i wouldn't call it a high maintenance um position as far as wear and tear right i mean every once in a while i have to stretch for something but it's not like playing shortstop or or third base or even center field so i suppose you can kind of get the most out of him at first base uh you can able to get alec bone back at third right and then you can get somebody else into that dh spot so theoretically it's, it's it has a good impact on the lineup i just there, like you uh there's a little bit of a that makes me nervous about, you know, potential injury or just getting him out there, you know?
1: I mean, and and also we're like a month from Derek Hall returning. So I think they'd want to see him first and what he can do. I mean, I would hope I would think, uh, but, (laughs) but but we'll see. I mean, if he, if he takes first base and claims it and is, is hitting and, you know, it'd be a, be kind of a shame if he lost his one big chance completely from that injury, but it's, uh, I suppose it's happened in Major League Baseball, right? But, yeah, yeah. But well, I, I, would I wonder pers- when
0: they think though that Harper can get back into the outfield. I wonder what the plan is for that because you know that that will really help out. I wonder if Castellanos I, into the DH.
1: Yeah, part of me wonders. I mean, obviously the Phillies have a first base vacancy next year. I wonder if they would even consider Harper first long term. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know that. I mean, it, I guess it depends on who they can get, but if you've got. If you've got the opportunity to get another outfielder next year, well then maybe maybe then that's what they do, but I mean we'll see. I mean you know, that maybe that way Shohei Otani can play some outfield and uh <laughs> No <I'm> just... <laughs> I know, I know. We're getting way premature, but uh Yeah. But hey, if you lose Aaron Nolan and Reese Hoskins, maybe you just sign one guy and he covers both, right? I don't know, but <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it's that... hard
0: not to be um a little disappointed though right now in, in Trey Turner. I mean, you know, you have an on base percentage of three oh five. I know he's got the four homers and ten RBIs, which is good, but you I think you were looking obviously looking to see more of a table setter there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm he's just been good instead of great. Good, right. I mean, they're they're paying they're paying him to be uh, an elite player, so obviously that that's gonna get people's attention. But mm-hmm. I, I gotta think he'll be he'll work through this. He's too good, <laughs> you know. I mean, sure. early on, you just I mean, watch him in 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 World Baseball Classic, and then early on, he was just it was just amazing to watch him play. And I I feel like he'll be back to that. I, he didn't have a lot of. He doesn't have a lot of uh, dips like he has right now. I mean, he, he's definitely not a two sixty one hitter,
0: right? Right, and three hundred five. It's really the three hundred five on base that to me is is you know kind of just jumps out, especially with Bryson Stott having cooled off to now being a two seventy hitter and a three eleven on base guy. That those these are guys who are one and two in your lineup. So uh, yeah, and- they've got they've just got to do a better job of setting the table.
1: Yeah, and to to me. To me, one of the reasons that that Stott can succeed in the leadoff spot is if you have Turner behind him and being yes. uh, being somebody that people don't want to pitch to. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we'll, we'll so we will see. We'll see where that goes, mm-hmm. but still time still time to work that out. Okay, so let's look ahead, Jeff. Last time we 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 looked at the schedule. We thought that five and three would need to be what the Phillies did. They ended up going, they ended up going uh the opposite. So, what would you say is what would you say is what the Phillies have to do in in like Colorado and and San Francisco against some of these teams that are that are lesser teams in the standings to yeah. really get back on track? Because right right now it feels like the Phillies, as we said, aren't the Phillies yet. How do they become the Phillies?
0: They aren't, and they, and you know I'm not sure they're ready to be. You know, until we get a, at least a start or two of Suarez, where he's he's more stretched out. I'm I'm not sure yet we're we're ready to call this thing. You know, the Phillies are the Phillies I, again. I'm I want to get this team to June and make sure they're okay. They're only one game under 500. I think they're technically one game out of a wild card now. So I'm I'm definitely not panicking. But you know, you see the Braves there with already a seven game lead. Uh, and it it amazes me that no matter what happens to them, no matter who they gain or lose, they just it's like a cultural thing. Like they're always, I know they have good players, but sort of the Phillies, but they just they just never seem to like be rusty at all. And I know, I know that I think it was the year they won the World Series. They started off under five hundred for the first month or two, but in general, they're just always kind of like a well oiled machine, and I'm I'm sort of jealous of that. But um, yeah, the Rockies are a bad team. 16 and 22 the the Giants are under 500 so six games on the road I I've I gotta come back four and two from this road trip Frank I have to would, would I be I if, if they're three and three I'm annoyed but I'm not you know dis, I'm not that discouraged but anything less than that I'm I'm I, then I start to push the panic button you come back from this trip two and four and I seriously have to question what's going on because these are our teams you should be Um, you'll have some of your better arms throw and obviously in six games. So, uh, on the road is tough, but this is not, these are not too tough teams. And again, with Harper back in the lineup, Suarez returning, that should be, that should help. I, I, they gotta be at least four and two.
1: Yeah. And by the way, the Braves still keeping the pace, even without Max Fried and Kyle, Wright. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like everything's seamless for them
1: they always yeah they always seem to find a way to pick it up the Mets don't their starters are of course all all hurt <laughs> yeah they're a mess right now uh but yeah the Phillies need to to maybe take advantage of that right now so I mean the Braves are gonna be the braves it seems like the Mets are Mets Mets are scuffling a little bit so I even noticed the Mets are the starter for tonight is t b d so so they're really <laughs> at this is as of ten thirty on on Friday they don't know who's pitching Friday night so <laughs> uh it'd be great if the Phillies who are ahead of the Mets in the standings, by the way, can start to separate a little bit. Uh, Marlins at 500. We, they're probably not a 500 team, right? So, right. Uh, or, or, or maybe they are, but but Phillies need to be better than that, obviously. So, sure. So, this is certainly the opportunity to to, to try to try to create some of that separation to try to get, get well over the 500 mark, right? Because remember last year, that was what they, you know, once they hit the 500 mark, it was like, okay, now. We can do something, right? right. So I, that that seemed to be what what uh, was the beginning of their success is just clawing back to that five hundred mark and 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 really at this this part of the state this stage of the season, if you're a few games over five hundred, you know you're you're pretty well positioned, you know, because when you consider you're about a quarter done if by the end, twelve games over five hundred gets you into the playoffs, right? So yeah, yes, no doubt you Play about at that it. pace, so. All right. We'll be watching all eyes on Ranger Suarez this weekend. Enjoy the late night games out in San Fran, Jeff. Uh, they like the, by the way, just a side. I like those in, in that it never conflicts with anything, but then I'm really tired it. the next day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. I love it. I am tired, but I'm always tired, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy the games this weekend, Jeff. We'll catch you, you next week. This has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mocher. Yeah, Mocher. What did I what, I guess I haven't talked to anybody yet today. That sounds like a great outtake.
0: Like, you should cut that up.
1: (laughs) I should cut that up, or I just leave it alone, Mr. Mosher, and people can just laugh at me. So, if they made it this long in the podcast, right, (laughs) just laugh at me. All right. Catch you later.